Welcome everyone to Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I'll be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be doing a rewind. We are on episode 99 of Coaching in Session. And we're going to talk a little bit about that coming up. But today it's going to be about mindset and how to reach a new type of mindset. Because from just this week alone, we talked about knowledge and wisdom. And then we talked about how not to be weak and to be strong. And then now we need to tie in the mindset that's going to help us reach all of that. So stay tuned. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 99. And on Monday, we're going to be on episode 100. And let me tell you a little bit about just the podcast. When I had started YouTube and when I had started to do the podcast, it was just something I was going to do sporadically. And I started probably in March, the Motivation in Motion season one. And it was just me trying to get my feet wet because I knew nothing about video editing I knew nothing about B-roll, creating it, nothing about mic and sound and video. All of that was something I had to learn. So that was my knowledge. And over the seasons, over the episodes, of course, that was getting better and better and better. So now I have the wisdom. So if I had to tell someone how to start a podcast or how to create or edit a video, I have that wisdom now. And I have acquired an abundance of knowledge. So all of that put together makes me a good candidate to teach someone how to do this. And the same thing is with the mindset, because I already went on that journey. I went on the journey to change my mindset because there's a lot of negativity in the world and there's a lot of problems in our day, whether it be personal, could be relationships, family, it could be your career. There's so many issues that can come up. But what do we do when they come up? Do we become upset? Do we curse at someone or something that has happened in our life? Or do we take ownership on what we're able to do? Because many people see the problem, but then they don't look for the solution. And as long as they continue to look at that problem and they don't look for a solution, they're going to stay in that negative type of mindset. And that way of living is just going to make you weak in the end because you're not putting in any action. You're remaining docile, you're remaining complacent, you're remaining still. And we need to be more purposeful in our days and we need to be more aligned with who we were always meant to be, right? Because we do have a purpose. You're not just walking around on earth for no reason. You have a purpose. You have to have a purpose. Otherwise, you're just going to be unfulfilled. You're just some zombie if not. But if we can give ourselves a reason to live and that reason doesn't have to be anything grandiose either. It can be simply, I want to be able to teach people how to become a better athlete, a better person. If you're a grocery store owner, you want to provide affordable food for people. Maybe you want to just be able to provide for your local community. We give back. And many people are having a hard time understanding that they have some type of purpose. Many people just find something that they like or they find something they're good at, and they roll with it. And there's nothing wrong with doing some remedial tasks and then having your hobby or your purpose on the side. Because you can have a full-time job 
being a garbage man. And then you can go to ladles of love and then provide food for the less fortunate. Now, just because you did something, just because you have a career that's not in line with your purpose or your passion doesn't necessarily mean you're living life wrong because we can live life so many different ways. And there's no right way for someone to go live. Some people might want to go out and explore the world and then start their purpose. That's fine. When I was done with college, I actually wanted to go travel. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to go to Europe and duty called. I got a call from the director of the district and they needed a teacher. Lucky me, right? I got a job. But at the same time, my plan to go travel kind of was put on hiatus. And though I did some traveling in my college days, it wasn't like me going to Europe or going to New Zealand for two months and exploring the region and the people. Eventually, I'm going to do it. But when, right? Now we're on a when basis. And with all the hoopla's going on in the world, it's difficult to say, I'm going to do it on this date. I'm going to do it by this date. So we, in a sense, are going to be placing a contingency when the world is better, I'm going to go on vacation versus, okay, I should go on vacation now regardless of the state of the world. And this is all mindset, right? What do I do? Do I allow the world, what's happening in the world to determine what I do? Or do I just go and live my life the best I can? And that's just going to depend on the person. Because if you can have a plan, then you're going to be all set. Similar to how if you're saving to buy a home, do you just buy any home or do you find a home that you're going to love? Most people wait and they find a home that they love. And if they can find a home that they like and it doesn't have all the features that they're looking for, at least they can say, you know what, this is good enough. And that leads to our last part, right? Good enough. Like many people just accept what they get. All right. I want to get back to normal. As, you know, as soon as we can get back to normal, things are going to be fine. That was a big narrative early on in the pandemic. Let's get back to normal because that is what the brain wants. It's like whoever is thinking of these plans and these slogans to get back to normal, get back to better, they know the mind really well because the mind wants nothing more than to remain complacent. So as long as the mind can remain comfortable and complacent, guess what? It's not going to push. But right now, many people are in a tough position. They're in the same jobs, making the same amount of money, and everything around them is going up, whether it be gas prices, food prices, All of those things are going to start to accumulate. And though you might think, well, $2 more for some ground turkey is not a big deal. That's a huge deal. Why don't we have a big family? And then we just multiply that and we compound it. That money could have been used to invest. That, That money could have been used for a college fund. Not anymore. So we take away from our enjoyment fund, most likely, right? From our hobbies. Well, if I used to go golfing and I spent... $200 every month on golf, I'm not going to go golfing anymore, or I'm not going to go golfing as much. So in a way, we are actually limiting our happiness. We're limiting what we do because we have to make sure we have enough money to provide for our family, to put food on the table, and of course, to keep the lights on. There's just so much that many adults have to deal with on a given day. And right now, it's just becoming more challenging. When I started the podcast, it was going to be, well, let me just talk about mindset and then I'll talk about relationships and I'll basically talk about everything I do coaching for. 
but it started to evolve. It started to become more than just a regular podcast, more than just a personal development audio for people to come listen to and say, hey, if you want to get better in life, come join me. It became something where my mindset started to think different. Now, these episodes that I'm putting out, whether they be on your favorite podcast app, whether they be on YouTube, these episodes are going to be around for people to see for years. Now, if YouTube doesn't go down, they'll always be on YouTube. If my credit card keeps paying for the RSS feed that I pay for or for my podcasting host, guess what? It's going to stay on for as long as that happens. And of course, I'm sure on my will, I'll probably just put, let's pay them a hundred times what it is per year. And then that is what I'm going to have a legacy of a hundred years on this RSS feed on this podcast hosting website. So for a hundred years, even though I'm not here, my voice is still going to be there. The books that I'm writing, I don't have to pay for anything. It's going to be in the library shelves. It's going to be an Amazon. It's going to be available. So all of this, and then of course you get eBooks and, and that's even more manageable because you can just get an ebook, whether it be the text or the audio, put it somewhere on a PC, laptop, whatever. And then now you have that audio for some time. CD, right? Those are kind of obsolete now, but there's ways where we can keep all the data that we've compiled. Looking at these past 99 episodes, or rather 98, I see the change in what I have been doing. And it's not just, okay, I'm changing the world. No, 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 I'm not just changing the world. I'm changing the world around me. Rumi has a saying, be the change that you want to see in the world. And the more you speak on something, the more you become that. So if you are becoming an angry person, look at your speech. And then also look at the people who are around you. That is going to dictate, hey, you're becoming angry because of one of these two reasons. And so just having a constant basis of mindset, of getting better, it's actually not draining. It's actually more fulfilling than it is draining. And I remember a friend, they asked me, doesn't it get heavy when everyone comes to me with their problems? And I had to think about it. And I said, no, it doesn't because I know how to let those problems be work. I'm not going to take it and say, oh my goodness, this is a problem and I'm carrying it on my back. That is not how you should be operating when it comes to your problems. If you have a problem, you can put it in its designated place and say, I'm going to take care of you. So whether it be a finance problem, you put it in a corner. And it's not a corner that you forget about. It's not a corner you go, oh, I hope, you know, April 15th doesn't come and I don't have to pay my taxes. It's not that. It's, I'm going to put you here and I'm going to take care of you. And then you can give it a due date if you're not, you know, disciplined enough to make sure you get that done in an appropriate amount of time. Because if you are just going to put it there and wait to the last minute, now we're procrastinating. And Thank you all for listening to the podcast for how to stop procrastinating, right? That one had a great turnout and I understand why people want to stop procrastinating. How do I stop procrastinating? And of course, there's going to be methods. We talked about it in the podcast. We talked about it on that episode. But when we're trying to stop procrastinating, it is literally a mindset. If I have my phone in my hand and I'm just scrolling aimlessly, maybe I have to do something. I have to go to the store, right? And I just don't want to go to the store. It's going to be busy. 
and I don't want to spend money, right? So now I'm just not doing it. But if I don't do it, you know, what's going to be the outcome? Well, maybe I won't have food tomorrow. I won't have lunch tomorrow. So sometimes many people wait till the last minute and that last minute is going to spark you not to procrastinate, right? And the thing about procrastination is procrastination is going to be the fear of putting off something until the fear of not doing it is greater than the fear of doing it. That's basically what procrastination is. I don't want to do this because it's going to take away from something in my life. And our brain is constantly fighting too. It's saying, hey, I don't want to do this. This is not fun. This is energy draining. I just want to relax. I want to sit on the sofa, watch a movie, be on my phone, and not do anything. And that's going to be a challenge for us, right? How do we get out of that thinking? How do we get out of that way of living? And it's literally just a switch. But the switch is covered under all of the BS that we have been piling on it throughout our life. And everyone's going to have a different journey. Some people, they come to me and in one month, I can get them to a new mindset. Now, some people, we're going to be working for a whole entire year. And it's not so much that they're broken. It's just that some people need more work. And there's nothing wrong with getting coaching for a year. I know people who are in therapy for two, three years. Now, the purpose of therapy and the same thing for coaching is to help you, right? Help you with a certain area and then move on. Now, once you move on, we can either elevate you to the next level. And then at that next level, how do we get to the next level, right? So it's always forward progress. Therapy, we're just trying to look at a trauma and then heal that trauma. And of course, it's going to take time, right? Different amounts of time for different types of trauma. And you might have trauma come in, come out, come in, come out. And before you know it, you're going to be in that therapy for quite some time. But you do have to graduate from therapy. But when we graduate, we have to make sure our mindset is also in line. And I know many people who go see a therapist and they see a life coach because they do something different. Now, can a life coach be a therapist? Of course. But at the same time, a life coach has a different job description, and that's to help you become better in some area, whether it be your career, your relationships, anything, right? Whatever you define that you need help in or further advancement in, that is the coach you get. And for me, though what I do touches on the basis of many things I have experience in all of those different types of coaching. So I'm working on the mindset. So when someone comes to me and they're looking for help in their career, we look at the mindset. We look at where they are now and where they want to be. And then we figure out the roadblocks. Career is going to be one of the easier things for me to help someone. Two or three months, you're, I can probably get you in a different career. I have helped people in one month increase their income by $10,000. That's not by accident. It's because we know what to do. There is a pattern. If you go to the gym religiously, you're going to get in shape. It's not by accident. Now, of course, if you go to the gym, you fit on your phone, talk to people, and you don't work out, all right, then we really can't say, well, I went to the gym every single day, but I didn't see any results. That's going to be a personal problem because for results to happen, we need to have some type of direct action. And again, whether it be career, relationship, finance, we look at everything and whatever the area is, that's what we start working in. But guess what happens most of the time? Life comes in and gets in the way. 
life is so busy and many people just allow life to happen. And so now, oh, I'm busy with work and I can't do this or I can't do that. And before they know it, their time is just ticking, 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 wasting away. And we're not trying to say that, okay, well, you're not that busy. You should be able to accomplish something in your life. We understand that everyone has their own routines, right? Their own schedule. My schedule is busy most of the time. Sometimes I'm trying to figure out how can I relax? How can I take a break? When can I get a breath? And that was challenging, right? To be able to juggle that type of stress and all the things happening, there is a way to do it. Reaching that type of new mindset is going to first require you to tear everything down. Typically, when you do a home redesign and you're doing a basically a remodel, we're going to take down a lot of things, whether it be a wall, you're going to take out everything from the home, of course, so the construction crew can come in. You might do any repairs that need to be done, painting, etc. But we have to understand something. During that time when we are in the remodeling phase, everything is not in the right place. Everything is disorganized and is chaotic. And that's how it feels in the beginning. When we're changing our mindset and when we're pushing past our comfort zone and going into that fear zone, now guess what's going to happen? Our brain is going to say, we don't really like this. We're not happy with it. But can we remain hopeful? Can we remain vigilant to the goal and to the bigger purpose? the end piece, the end picture. If you can, then we can get past that fear zone and then move on to the growth zone. Sometimes people get to the fear zone and they say, oh, get him, you know, too much. I don't want to be here. Similar to how if you're walking out into the ocean and before you know it, you can't stand anymore and you're not really a good swimmer. What do you do? Do you keep on pushing out into the ocean Or do you say the water's getting too deep, I need to turn back? That's basically your comfort zone. When the water gets too high and you have to start swimming, that swimming is an action. And if you know how to float, okay, cool. But then at the same time, when you float, that ocean is going to take you wherever it wants, right? You might get lucky, right? You might get pushed out to where you want to be. But at the same time, you might get pushed back all the way to the coast, So it's going to require a certain amount of action from our part to get to a new mindset. And then we have to have the hope that we can accomplish whatever it is. How long does that take, right? Because that's like the million dollar question. How long will this take? And it's different again for everyone. Some people, it can take a month. Some people can take a year. Some people are going to be in coaching for quite some time. It just depends on their mindset because there's going to be a constant voice in your head That's just whispering to you and saying, hey, you can't do this. That's limiting beliefs, right? That's your lesser version of yourself talking. And the more you pay attention to them, the longer we're going to remain in that kind of limbo area where are we pushing or are we staying where we are? And I encourage people to keep pushing, right? So they're not just simply staying exactly where they are, right? Let's make some type of progress. Let's have some type of small victory. When we start to do that, we start to see, okay, well, I was able to do this in my life. I was able to accomplish this and that. And now we're starting to get to a different mindset. I'm winning every single day in some area of my life. And it might not be some huge victory where everyone's around you celebrating. It could be a small victory with you alone in your room or in your home, 
and just realizing today was a good day. Today I did everything I was supposed to. Today I gave more than I did yesterday. And tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing, but better, but more. Every day we push. Every day we have a goal to be that person that we're aiming to be. Now, let's get to the advanced part. That person that you're aiming to be, you should never be able to reach them. Never. Because the moment you reach them, where does the purpose go? Where does the motivation go? Where does the desire for more in life go? Most of the time, it vanishes. Many people who have a goal in life to be a person who's rich and famous finally reach rich and fame, and they're not happy. They do drugs, they party, trying to fill in this gap, trying to figure out why am I not happy? I did everything I was supposed to do. I put in all the work and I got to this place in my life, yet I'm just not satisfied. The human mind cannot be satisfied in the sense of, I'm here, let me stop, let me be still. We need to have purpose. That's why I said earlier in the episode, if you have some purpose, that is why you're here. Because we all have to have a purpose. And if you have children and they have children, even though you retire at 65, now you're grandma and grandpa. And grandma and grandpa love their grandkids, right? So that is their new purpose. It's not so much, well, I need to go work a nine to five anymore because they already did that. They already have their 401ks, their retirement plans. That's all there. So what comes next? Some people say that when you reach 65, that's when life starts. Now you can start living. You don't have to worry about work. But in a sense, it doesn't begin there. It begins right now. It can begin today. What type of mindset do you have that's stopping you from realizing life starts right now? Because if you have a mindset that's saying, I can't be happy now. I can't do this now because of the state of the world. Then I encourage you to reach out to me, get some coaching, and finally realize why you do the things you do. Because if you're doing the things you do and they're not giving you the things that you want at the end, maybe we're not doing the things that we ought to be. And many people are making movement, right? Many people are doing good things in their life. But just because you're doing a movement, it doesn't necessarily mean you're moving in the right direction. So if you need some direction, if you need some help, if you need a new mindset, head over to revenantconcepts.com and we can get you the coaching that you need. Next week is going to be episode 100. We're going to be rewinding again on mindset because mindset is what this podcast is about. Mindset is what started it all for me. And then just understanding that is going to be the key to open up all the locked doors for some reason been locked in your life, right? And we have two options. We can find the key or we can purchase a sledgehammer. I like the sledgehammer option more. I will see everyone next week for episode 100 of Coaching in Session. Until then, take care.